myself, you know, I looked at the older nurses that were, you know, my seniors, and, you know, I will look at them, and I'm supposed to look at them as an example, but they were miserable. And I was like, I don't want to be like that for the rest of my life. I want to do something that's, like, fulfilling and that makes me happy. And it, it wasn't nursing. What's up, y'all? It's your girl, Julie Global Wilson, and you are listening to the Color Files podcast. Today's guest is a true inspiration and honestly, one of the most kind hearted women that I know. I had the pleasure of chatting on the phone with the founder and CEO of the cult favorite beauty brand, Mayel Organics, my girl, Monique Rodriguez. Monique definitely has a story to tell. She's literally a wealth of knowledge. With a background in nursing, she's always prioritized health, and it shows through the clean ingredients in her products. I know you're wondering how she went from being a nurse to making her mark in the beauty industry. That's a very detailed tragedy to triumph story that you'll definitely need to hear straight from Monique's mouth. It's beyond inspiring. Mayel Organics has completely taken over the beauty game, and Monique says that her biggest inspiration is, simply put, Black women. We are the flyest creatures on the planet, and there's no debating it. And what better market to serve than a bunch of people who tell you exactly what they want and need? As I said before, Monique has such a big heart. She believes that it's her God-given duty to pay it forward. So she has a mentorship program as well as her own podcast called The Secret Sauce to Success, which y'all need to check out. Enough gushing for now. Let's just get into this episode. What's up? Nothing much. Just trying to get some rest because I work over the weekend, you know, just working and busy as always. I know that life. I know that nonstop life. Well, the last time we chatted was on stage at the Beauty Carnival at Essence Festival down in New Orleans. Yep. Did you have a good time? You know, I I love Essence. I always have a good time when I come to Essence Fest. You know, I just love the fact that it's just so many of us and I just love us. <laughs> and just to see like the beauty, the style, the camaraderie, everything. Like I just love everything about Essence. So I always have a great time. I know it's like so inspiring. I say that to everyone. I'm like, it's one thing to like just go down there and take in all the events and like the festivities and that sort of thing. But just to walk around that space and see so many black women and men and children and all that. But like really the black women I get into, I'm like, look at their hair and their nails and their swag and look how they're wearing that dress. Like it's like it's endless, endless inspiration. And like, I always say like, we're the flyest people in the world, black women. So to be amongst a half a million of them, is just crazy. Yeah. yeah so I absolutely agree with you a hundred percent. Does trips like that and like events like that play into like inspiration behind your brand? Because I mean, I don't know if everyone knows, but I'm sure they do because you are epic and legendary that you are the founder and CEO of Mayel Organics, um, which I think, you know, I feel like any woman of color or anyone with like textured hair or anyone who just like cares about their hair's health and their scalp and just wants glorious hair knows about your brand. Um, But I I always wonder if like, people like yourself who helm these like dope brands, you know, find inspiration for like their next collections or a certain ingredient um, when they're 
surrounded um, by black women at these events? Yeah, well, I mean, one of the things that inspires me is actually talking and connecting with the consumers, because like, you know, us as black women, we will tell you what we want. And a lot of the inspiration behind all of our collection comes from our consumers telling us what they want. And I feel that when you deliver upon their requests, they become even you know more loyal fans to the brand. Um, and I think that's one of the things that we do so well. Like, we're actively engaged on social media. Like, I'm actively engaged. I still go on my business social media and talk with people and go into, like, shows like a Essence. And we have pop-up shops, and they're coming in and out of our shops and interacting with us, partying with us, hanging out with us, and also telling us what are their needs for their hair. Like, what problems do they still face? And when you have that intimate connection with that consumer and you know, like, exactly what she's looking for or what problems, you know, I'm able to take that back when I go back home and when we brainstorm on, like, different collections, like, okay, what are the problems that our consumers are faced with? And, you know, we dive into product development from there, like, what colors, you know, are trending. Um, So looking at all of the colors that, you know, were trending this year at Essence, I noticed that there were a lot of you know, bright colors and like exotic colors. And so just knowing that that trend, you know, when, if you come out with a product that number one is going to meet her problem and, and solve her problem, I guess. And then to have the packaging that is going to like catch her eye. And that's also different from everything else that's on the show, you know, that's a win-win situation. So like right now in the midst of us doing product development, the color that I came up with for our packaging that we're coming out with something for next year was inspired by like all of the summer colors that I saw just traveling through like the different shows and interactions that we've had with the customers. So yeah, definitely um, a lot of inspiration comes from me actually being out present boots on the ground, interacting with my, my customer. I love that. I love that. It's everything from the formulations to the packaging. I think it's really important that you touch like every single, you know, aspect of the business. And speaking of the business, okay, we have to kind of break down like the origins of Mayel because you have a really amazing um, story of how you started off in the medical field and now you're helming this amazing beauty brand. Can you um, tell us a little bit about that? I think it's just so dope. Yeah. So, so, um, you know, my well, first, let me just back up and say my intention was not to start a hair, hair care line. My intention was really to just talk about what I love, and that was hair, and that was to help other women and educate them on how to grow their hair and how to have healthier hair. Um, my background is a nurse, and as you mentioned, I was a registered nurse for eight years um, before my year, and because of what I did as a nurse, I worked in women's health, so you know, I was educating women on an everyday basis on their bodies, you know, obviously how to have a baby, going through labor, all of that stuff. Um, so working with women was something that I really love doing. Like, I, I'm really a girl's girl, so I really love women. And I was educating them on what my job told me to educate them on. But my passion, however, was always the beauty space. I've always been very passionate about beauty and hair ever since I was a very young girl. And, like, I remember, you know, being in the mirror, like, doing limb checks and trying to see how long my hair was before there was even a such thing as limb checks. 
Your hair um, is glorious, would, by the way. It's just beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and I would, like, go in my grandmother's, um, her bathroom and play with her makeup. So I've always been into beauty. So, but when I was growing up, I grew up in an, uh, an environment where following your dreams was not realistic. Like, if you had a dream to be a business owner or to be on TV or to be famous, it was like, okay, well, you have a once-in-a-lifetime chance of doing that. So you might as well do something that, you know, you're going to be guaranteed to, to get a job when you graduate from high school like or when you graduate from college. So I was always instilled when I was young that, you know, you got to go to school, you need to go to this college, and you need to pick this career because this career is something that, you know, is recession-proof. You'll always have a job. And granted, when I graduated high school, it was when 9-11 hit. So, of course, that's when the world started panicking and, you know, we just thought that our whole world was going to fall apart. And especially like, you know, my family were, they were already, they came from a generation of comfort and like survival. So it's like, we knew how to survive. And so when things like that happen to the economy, it's like, well now, yeah, you better go to school for nursing because this economy is about to take a turn. And, you know, um, nursing is recession proof. Everyone's always going to need healthcare. So I went into nursing school out of fear and, and and being safe because it was like, okay, I don't want to, you know, not have a job. I want to be able to provide right. for myself and, you know, have a decent a living despite what happens with the economy. So I went to nurse school out of, you know, fear of that. And it wasn't because it was something that I really loved and I was passionate about. So once I graduated nursing school at the age of um, 21, I started on in labor and delivery, and I remember stepping foot on the floor, and I was like, okay, this is great. I was making great money. I bought a house. I bought a car. But I was like, this is not something I want to do for the rest of my life. Like, I can't see myself. You know, I looked at the older nurses that were, you know, my seniors, and, you know, I will look at them, and I'm supposed to look at them as an example, but they were miserable. And I was like, I don't want to be like that for the rest of my life. I want to do something that's, like, fulfilling and that makes me happy. And it, it wasn't nursing. So, of course, after eight years of just going through the motions of my day-to-day and just being comfortable, I decided that I was going to step out on faith. You know, I also I went through, let me not forget this, I went through a very tragic time in my life where um, I was pregnant with my third child, and unfortunately he passed away due to a uterine rupture. Um, so that happened in 2013. No, I'm so sorry. Yeah, thank you. Um, so that happened in 2013, and of course, a tragic situation. My whole world was like turned upside down. So uh, amongst that situation that happened to me, you know, I was like really lost and confused and really trying to find myself. But then once my, you know, maternity leave was up, I still had to go back to a job that I hated. And it's like, so now I'm like, almost depressed and now I have to go back to this job that I hate it and it was like this can't this cannot be life so I actually took to Instagram and I used that as an outlet to just get my mind off of what I was going through and I started talking about hair and I started like looking up ingredients and researching ingredients and just started talking about that on Instagram but that was my outlet that was my escape from my job and from my problem we also got involved in church so when yeah. I was going through that, you know, um, going to Instagram, using that as an outlet, but also finding God and asking God and, and being still and getting to know him and 
and saying, what is my purpose? You know, what am I here for? Like, just please guide me and get me out of this situation. And I kept saying, get me out of the situation, but I had to learn and say, okay, what are you trying to show me, God? What are you trying to teach me through all of this? Well, that's such a powerful testimony, you know? And I do still see that like nurturing, nursing side. I know that you said that that wasn't your passion, but when I interact with your products, you you feel that, right? Because I feel like more than anything, and I know you do everything from, you know, care to styling with your products, with specifically your hair care products. I know you all also, you're also um, have forged into skin and vitamins, but with your hair care too, it's like, there's this real focus on health, right? Like you have styling products, but I feel like your, your brand is known for making sure the hair is healthy, that your scalp is healthy. And when those things happen, your hair will look good, right? It's about like true health and then the vanity part. Of, of, you know, doing our hair. So I do feel like you had that testimony that you spoke of is really just, you know, what needed to happen in order for you to create a brand that is truly unique in the sense that it is that like health meets, you know, style. Yeah. Yeah. And beauty, health meets beauty. And yeah, yeah because it, you know, it's all, it all goes together that's really how Maya was created. You know, it was created from a painful situation and me really finding myself and, and being, becoming spiritually closer with God. And he revealed it to me, you know? So. And where does the name come from? You talked about this at festival, but where does the name Maya come from? Yeah. So obviously, you know, what inspires me the most and what motivates me the most are my children so when I was thinking of a name for my brand, I was actually headed in the direction to name it after my son who passed away. Um, but I said, you know what, I'm going to, I want to combine all of my kids' names together. So his name was Milan, um, and my daughter's name is Mia and Mackenzie, and their middle name is Gabrielle and Ariel. So they're both, they both have E-L-L-E, and they're my L's, and the M-I also represents Milan's name. So that's my yeah, L. That's amazing. That's so sweet. I'm a mom too, so, you know, I love anything that, you know... I don't know, just honors motherhood and like the magic that we made. I look at my son every day and I'm like, Ooh, I made you like, that's crazy. (laughs) Right. Don't you like look at them sometimes and you're like, I like you were inside me at one point and then now you're here and wreaking havoc. But at the same time, like you're dope, you know, it's very cool. It's a very cool thing. Um, So talk to me a little bit about also the expansion of the brand, right? Because I love the fact that you just didn't rest on, this is a hair care company. Like I'm going to move into skincare and vitamins and being more of a holistic beauty brand. Um, How did that come about? Because that can be scary to expanding when you, you know, you have a base customer who's like, just give me all the hair stuff. And now you're like, but wait, I've got something for your skin too. So, you know, again, the skincare came about just because of, you know, customer demand and customers asking and they're, you know, loving the hair products. And they're like, okay, well, you have these great products, but you also have great skin. Like, what do you put on your skin? Can you make a skin product as well? So that's how I kind of got into, you know, the skincare aspect. 
because, you know, my skincare routine was pretty simple, but I was like, well, maybe I can like go back and try to see like what ingredients really help with skin and, um, you know, making the skin feel healthy and look healthy and vibrant and, and also just to maintain, like, you know, my goal was not to like create like acne products because I feel like, you know, that wasn't my, that's not my area right now. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that I won't eventually get there, but I wanted to create something that's to help maintain. So that's how I got into the skincare. Um, and that is how my L expands. Like, like I said, again, we expand based off of what our customers ask for. So, you know, when people ask for things on social media, like we take that information and we put it into our like idea box. And, you know, when it's time to create, we take all of those ideas and say, okay, what are the, what are the majority of people asking for? And that's how we create and that's how we expand. And like customers are like, okay, I want to see your product here. And we take that to the retailers and to the buyers and say, look, we have a demand for our brand at your store. Our customers shop there. And, of course, the retailers, they want more people coming into their stores. So, you know, that's how the the brand expands as well, too. So I don't go in stores that my customer is not there. Like, there has to be a, a demand for the brand there. I know that you work with your husband, which I'm sure has its own blessings, but also challenges. Um, how big also is like the rest of the company? Like what I think it's really interesting to know when, you know, black women start companies that, you know, often it starts with just them and like one or two other people. But we also love to hear when they, you know, expand their empire. So, you know, what what's kind of the footprint of your your brand right now? Obviously, I'm the CEO. My husband is COO of the company. So from there, you know, I guess like our org chart. So then we have a marketing director and our marketing director is Kenneth Daly. And then we have a senior brand manager, Melinda Edwards. Um, We have a digital marketing manager. uh, Well, she's digital marketing, social media. I then have an admin assistant. I have a brand manager for my brand. Uh, obviously, customer service. We have a full shipping department that consists of about uh, six employees that focus solely on just shipping. We have an operations manager, obviously a CFO accountant. Um, I mean, no, I was just wondering how it is, has how it has expanded and really has. I mean, like you have a whole team of people behind this brand, which I think is really amazing. And within the industry, you know, obviously here at Essence, we're all about supporting um, black owned companies, um, you know, not only in beauty, but fashion and everywhere else. But we're seeing more and more um, black owned beauty brands popping up. And I just wonder as a black woman entrepreneur, you know, what that community is like do you guys you know do you have group texts do you like reach out to each other are there like little small pockets of you that like help support each other or exchange information is it um you know is, is it supportive and encouraging to your growth yeah so i would say for the most part so i guess i'm gonna answer it in two part yes it is that way um i do have a lot of business friends, I call them business besties, that we share information, we text here here on out, we, you know, always comment on each other's Instagram, you know, reposting content for each other. Yes, I have a lot of business besties, and the support is, like, really amazing for that group of friends that I have. Um, however, I just wish that it can be the same type of support and the same type of camaraderie when women are in the same industry. So I've noticed that, um, you know, 
a lot of my business friends and counterparts or even in other groups, like there are women that are all in different industries. So it's like there is no competition. So it's easier to share, share information because it's like, you know, you don't feel or someone may not feel intimidated if they share. But I don't yeah. see the same thing in within my own industry. And, you know, I feel that I'm very open. Like I don't get intimidated. I feel that I operate from a mind of abundance, uh, a spirit of abundance. I don't operate from lack. So I feel that, you know, I can still share information with someone that's in the same industry with me. You know, for instance, I have a mentorship program, and a lot of my mentees want to start hair care companies. I share information because I don't operate from that spirit of lack. So I feel that it's different coming from my own industry. I don't feel the same camaraderie. Um, And I have, you know, tried to reach out to people and tried to start and establish relationships, but I don't get the same in return. Um, And, again, I feel that because not everyone has that same mentality. And I think that we have a long way to go from that aspect. So I guess to answer your question, it's a two-part. Yes, I feel it from people that are not in the same industry as me. The people that are, I don't feel the same type of love and, and yeah. support. Well, maybe that'll change, you know. And I and I love the fact that you talked about your mentorship program. And I know that you have your own podcast as well, The Secret Sauce to Success. It truly, you know, you're walking that walk, you know, of, you know, being a resource and making sure that people um, have the tools to succeed. So um, tell me a little bit about how those came about as well. I mean, you obviously have that spirit of helping and, you know, giving, but, you know, to not only run this company, but to also have your own podcast and to have um, a mentorship program is a lot. Yeah. And, and again, it goes back to like what you just said, like, or in the words of Michelle Obama, you have to be the change that you want to see. So because I don't experience what I just talked about, you know, yes, maybe one day it will change. But in order for it to change, I feel like I have to take the first step in order to start that change and to be that change. And so for me, I understand that what I do is not about me. It's about me being a servant to God and serving his people and inspiring them and motivating them to walk out, walk in their calling and walk in their purpose. So if I can motivate and inspire other people and and give them the resources that they need, you know, I don't feel that me helping them and giving them and sharing my resources is going to take away from me. Um, I feel that that's what I'm supposed to do. So, like, I help from my mentees that want to start hair care companies. I give them manufacturers. I give them graphic designers. I give them recommendations for lawyers, for attorneys, whatever they need. If I know it, I'll give give that to them. And I feel that that's what we're supposed to do. We're all here on this earth as vessels to help other people. And I feel that when you have a servant mentality and when you get out of your own way and know that it's not about you, you can serve people that much easier. A word. Sis, you just took us to church. Like, that was a lot. But I feel like it's, you know, it's a message that we should all be reminded of and keep in our heart. I think it's hard, you know, it's not, it's, it's actually easy. I'm not going to say it's hard. It's easy, but 
the hard part is when life gets in the way and you're just like you you get into that like rat race um you lose you lose sight of the fact that you know like we're just all here there's enough sun for everyone there's enough you know blessings to go around and if you didn't get that blessing it wasn't for you and i think that in every industry we face that um and i think that if I hope that people listen to this, our conversation, and really just Mm -hmm. have that reminder that, you know, it's okay. Like, you're going to get yours. Like, what's what's meant for you will be for you. And that you don't have to block other people's blessings. You don't have, and you can actually help them get their blessings. And that will all ultimately, you know, make way for your blessings to come straight to you. You know, I think we forget that sometimes. And so it's a great, great reminder. Thank you for that. Um, I want to get back into your products because I do feel like people, I mean, they're like cult favorites. There are people that just like live and die for your products. But as you, as like the mother of this brand, what are the products that like are your like I use these every single day. I cannot imagine the brand without these. They will never go away. Um, well, first, that's by saying which one is your favorite child. I know. Everyone says that, but I swear, you, everyone always has a favorite child. Nobody wants to admit it, but you always do. So you love them all the same, but there's always one that you're like, I mess with you a little harder. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You're funny. <laughs> um so I would say, okay, so the ones that I use every day would definitely be, um, so my vitamins and then my rosemary growth oil. Um, that rosemary growth oil is, I mean, just iconic. It's iconic. It truly is. Yeah. So I use that every day. So I'm going to just tell you like the ones that I use every day. Okay. Which are those two? Um, because the styling products, I'll rotate throughout those styling products just based on my mood and how I want to wear my hair. But those two are definitely like everyday items. Yeah, for sure. And how did that rosemary uh, mint oil come together? Because I just, it is truly a like amazing combination. It smells good. You feel like your scalp being nourished like how did you even formulate that so one of my first products was our mint almond oil and that was in like an eight ounce jar and it had a um a disc cap top on it so our customers were saying like okay we love this oil but you know we want something that's specifically for growth and something that's easier to put on our scalp um and something that they can also travel with so that's where I'm like, okay, how can I make something that's easier so they can apply to their scalp that they can travel with and still have this mint sensation and what else can I put in here for growth? And so we went back to like looking at like, so like what vitamins help with growth. So we infused the rosemary growth oil with over 33, um, like 33 essential oils that all have different um ingredients for growth and also infused with biotin, which is a major factor for growth. Um, And it meets everything that they ask for, which is something that they can put on their scalp. So it comes in a little dropper bottle. I mean, I'm sorry, dropper cap. So you can just put the oil in the cap and just apply it to your scalp. And it's also small enough where you can travel with. You can take it everywhere. You don't have to check your bag. Um, So that's how that uh, product came about. 
Oh, I love that. It is truly amazing. And so are you. I hate to wrap up, but I could talk to you forever and ever. And honestly, I feel like you are just this wealth of knowledge and honestly inspiration. I love the fact that you combine your like badass, like businesswoman side with your faith. And um, I would encourage everyone to not only check out your brand if they haven't, which I'm sure they have. I mean, this is an essence podcast. Like, these ladies are deep into my L, um, but also check out um, your podcast and like, you know, listen to the gems that you drop and that sort of thing. But we love you here at Essence and I'm sure this will not be the last time I chat with you, um, but I thank you for blessing the color files with your love and light. Um, and yeah, thanks so much, Monique. Thank you so much, Julie. It was a pleasure talking with you. Um, I always love talking with you. You're such a beautiful person. So I really appreciate, you know, you guys for doing this. So thank you. Thank you so much to my special and beautiful and kind-hearted guest, Monique Rodriguez. <laughs>